0: is the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. Welcome to Nightlight, a home of the podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Nights. Alongside me, we got Freddy. Always giving it spoopy. Always oh, for forever. Also known as Night Night. Uh, David is not here because we are on some crazy fucky schedules right now. and <laughs> it's, life. Uh, life. Life, life. Life. Life happened. Life hit us. Uh, pretty tough yeah. by us i mean me more than anything yeah. um but life was life and me all up and down the street this whole week so that was my bad so david david's not here but that being said we are still a group of knights with an absolute love for film and a passion for horror this is a podcast that takes a different horror film to break down and discuss the ultimate question why horror so with the lights sit back let the darkness envelope you if you like that and one extra horror content head over to patreon.com slash nightlight pod that's night with a what Okay. And concluding our month for our. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Mm-mm. I feel like we've already concluded this month, but it's mainly because <laughs> we haven't recorded in like four extra days on top of the, our usual schedule. But we did not. This is the official conclusion to this month, which I'm extremely excited because this was another pick from our ghoulish nights. Over on patreon.com slash nightlightpod, side so with the a K, they chose this flick out of four main flicks, and it was a close one, because it was a fucking Oh, tie. yeah. It was a tie, and the tie was out of uh, so, as above, so below, which I honestly thought was going to be a knockout. I thought that was really, truly going to win. And then uh, Grave Counters fucking just snuck up on us. <laughs> Which actually, grave encounters was first for a long time. Then us above, so below, start, just fucking blasted past it. Like six votes came in out of nowhere, and our our patrons, our Ghoulish Knights over over on there was just fucking holding it down for grave encounters a little bit as well. They came back neck and neck, so I had to break the tie. And the film we are discussing tonight, everyone is grave encounters officially chosen by the Ghoulish Knights. But before we get there, let's give a special shout out to the Ghoulish Nights over on Patreon.com slash Nightlight Pod. Vaughn, Alexis, Johnny, Layla, Eric, Kelly, Brenna, Daniel, and I am so sorry. I've been pronouncing this name wrong all this time, but it is not uh, Cyan. I, I my apologies. <laughs> all right, fun story here. She hit me up, and all this time I've been I've been doing it wrong, and I w- I was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. And she was like, no, no, don't worry about it. But like, I just I just remember like you've been pronouncing my name wrong for like a good almost like a solid six seven months. <laughs> so that was my bad, but it's not the name I was pronouncing it. It's Cheyenne, not Cheyenne. So my bad, Cheyenne. Shouts out to you. Special, special shouts out to you. I appreciate you for letting me know. And please, everybody, who if I'm saying your name wrong, hit me the fuck up. Let me know. (laughs) Because <laughs> I want to make sure I'm saying your name right. Carrie, Stu, Anna, Stephanie, Calvin, Drew, also known as our Silent Knight, who we haven't talked to in a while. I wonder if he's okay. Uh, Andrew, Scary Stuff Podcast, Samantha, Patrick, uh, Willow, Jessica, Jared, <laughs> Petra, Jasmine, Chantal, Rio, Mark, Jesse, Joe, Kaylee, Rob, and last but 100% not least, Freddie. Thank That's you. me. That's you. Thank you all so much for keeping the lights on, keeping our producer fed, and allowing us to honestly continue making cool shit. Uh, Real quick, before we uh, officially start the show, I just want to let everybody know, yes, those lantern stickers, anybody at the lantern tier, those lantern stickers are here. My apologies for getting those out so late. They're not out just yet. I didn't send them out just yet. Um, Hopefully, by the time you, you hear this episode, they have been sent out but my apologies on that everybody thank you all for your patience on those now let's talk about some fucking grave encounters this was your first time watching this freddie which i'm actually kind of surprised was. But yeah first and foremost freddie thoughts
1: i feel like i've always seen the cover of this movie or i've heard it in passing but i've never really known anything about this movie and it's funny because our theme is we ain't no afraid no ghosts i was afraid of these ghosts i gotta say this movie is actually pretty scary and i was really really impressed by this movie there are some moments where it did take away some of the scares where it's like all right it doesn't work as well but the scenes that did work worked and i'm happy to say like this was one of the first times in a very 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 long time Where I actually put my hands up to protect myself on a jump scare. And I and I looked at my hands up in front of me. I'm like, why? Why did I do that? (laughs) Like I actually got protective. Like that's not a thing. This is a movie. It can't hurt me, but it like (laughs) affected me in the way it was like, Oh, I need to protect myself. That was a really effective jump scare. I was like, that's really cool. And I think I've shared the story. It's like every time I see a scary movie, it doesn't really affect me. But when it scares me, I start to smile like a weirdo and become very <laughs> happy because like, damn, you scared me. It's hard to scare me these days. Uh, and this was one of those movies where it's like, all right, it's very atmospheric. I think the setting is what really makes it work. And having it where it's like they're trapped, like truly trapped in a messed up way, which we'll talk about, is a terrifying thing to think about. And then having that like no control. And I think that's something that's what I'm afraid of. like, that's why I don't even like flying on planes. Not even the height It's like not being able to be in my own control. I'm in whatever the setting is and I can't get out. Uh, So that was terrifying. But of course the ghosts were pretty good. It was like, yeah, I was really impressed by this movie. I
0: was blown (laughs) away. It was cool. The concept itself is very simple. Right. And I think that's what makes this movie so effective is the fact that the concept itself is extremely simple. I love this movie. I think I think this movie is a blast. I've always had fun with this movie. I love that this movie is like part parody and part like dead serious. And um, I think that's great. Have, did you have a chance to check out Grave Encounters 2? I haven't yet, but I feel okay. like I should. You should, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's as good as this, but they return back, and it's like this. These other people who it's really cool. They make it super fucking meta, where it's like, um, they like these people have seen Grave Encounters one, like this movie, and oh, they cool. go to the asylum to see if they can like have the same experience, I guess and they do i'm assuming <laughs> they do and and i think like there's like this plot twist with the guy i've only seen it like once but uh, i think it's still worth watching to kind of just for the effort of grave encounters 2 and i they, they definitely have a larger budget so they include a lot more appearances of ghosts how this one had maybe about two or three the, the other one has a, a lot more appearances of ghosts <laughs> that's cool yeah so if you like the ghosties definitely watch Grave encounters too uh but if you're more of a fan of like th- the things that you didn't see like that's the stuff that scares the shit out of me like the things that i didn't see like that that was that shit was like real scary but this movie's great this movie this movie yeah. is a fantastic pairing with like hell house llc uh gun haunted asylum as well mm-hmm. but i feel like these are awesome pairings with this movie and I, I feel like this movie just this movie fucking rules this movie rolls. yeah it really does yeah it's a really fucking great movie let's jump into this shit man let's go ahead and jump in craving counters directed by the vicious brothers known as colin Minihan and Stuart ortiz released september 9th 2011 with a runtime of one hour and 35 minutes and a budget of one hundred and twenty thousand dollars um which that kind of surprised me. This movie felt a it's little really bit good. larger than that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the box office, I didn't know this was released in theaters, of uh, $5.4 million. Hell, yeah. Good for a it. A rating of 67% on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't, I don't think that's entirely fair. I think this actually deserves to be in the 70s. I have yeah. with this movie, but I think this movie deserves to be in the 70s for sure. I this think it deserves
1: to be a little bit higher, too. I do agree on that. I couldn't even see, like, low 80s, to be honest.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, like I, was, I was thinking mid really to relieved. high 70s, uh, maybe a little yeah. 80. Yeah. We open with the introduction of uh, executive producer Jerry Hartfield, sharing what his production company and their focus on reality TV shows. He explains in his interview that he received a tape for a pilot for a new ghost hunting reality show called Grave Encounters. The showrunner Lance Preston had his group of paranormal investigators, um, which would investigate ghost sightings and hauntings, claiming that this was years before there being all these current ghost hunting shows, feeling he was ahead of his time. Quick cut to Lance Preston intro video of the show. And I automatically love that the fact that this is straight up a parody of Ghost Adventures, a fat like Haha Zach Bagans ghost adventures like you know like like i feel like this is this was great um which is fun fact enough i guess for some folks zach bagans actually paid for an ad to be on to run on nightlight a few times as well which i thought was fun that's really cool yes (laughs) i don't remember when he did that but i think it was like october 2021 or something like that i want to say it was around halloween that's super dope yeah that was fun but in this very quote-unquote ghost adventures type of intro he claims that he moved into a haunted house when he was a boy the things he encountered have stayed with him and ever since he's been trying to capture proof of ghosts he introduces his investigator sasha parker who's an occult specialist matt white who's the equipment tech quote-unquote if you're ready it's time to have some grave encounters I love it. The
1: intro is fantastic. It's actually pretty like true to the fact of like those ghost hunting shows. And I was like, "Oh, wow, for this sure, is exactly." This is almost this is. beat for beat ghost yeah. adventures.
0: <laughs> the whole house sequence and everything, like fucking Zach Bagan says the, pretty much the same thing. It's just like, as a child, I was terrorized by ghosts, and I wanted to find the truth. Like, <laughs> even the man. editing styles, so, like it's oh a my god, point. the fucking pentagrams and shit. it's beautiful it's so funny how much of a parody this is fucking fantastic absolutely fantastic back with jerry explaining that everything was going really smooth them being excited that they had something special he nervously clears his throat when talking about them getting to episode six the director of the doc asks jerry if he has anything else he would like to say he does wanting to be clear that they that they are about to see what they're about to see isn't a movie the footage being assembled from 7 76 hours of raw mini dv source footage claiming that none of it has been edited repeating that it is raw footage that's been edited strictly for time all right so right off the bat you already know that this shit's been heavily edited <laughs> right <laughs> so from 76 hours you said 76 hours to 1 hour and a half okay i'll take it right Yeah, and yeah, I mean, 76 hours must have been a whole lot of nothing before that.
1: I mean, it's very interesting because it kind of gives us a little bit of a time frame. It's like, did they only stay there for like three days? Did it feel like it was weeks or longer for them? Um, But yeah, time is very inconsistent as we see later on when we talk about it. But it's it's an interesting dynamic. It's like, damn, they had a hell of batteries too. They had a hell of equipment. They got hella TVs. <laughs>
0: you know, uh, you know the story I wanted to know? I wanted to know how did they retrieve the footage? Yeah. That's yeah, the story like, I wanted. Did they to just have. open the doors and they were all gone and there's just camera right? gear everywhere? Like, I, I, poor fucking Kenny. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I was thinking about Kenny the whole time where I'm just like, did he right. just open the door and was just like, where the hell is everybody and where's all their stuff? Like, did they leave already? Like, I, 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 I'm very curious on Kenny's side and what happened. And you see really in Grave Encounters 2. And explained in Grave Encounters too. Okay. okay. I, I just can't remember.
1: Because okay. I haven't, I was about I haven't seen that
0: in a few years. But okay. it okay. might have. It, it definitely might have. Cut to episode six, The Haunted Asylum. And I love, I love this because they, they spelled asylum wrong in like the footage
1: oh they do yeah
0: <laughs> I see it I thought that was so fucking funny and I was just like you could definitely tell this was a love budget movie <laughs> <laughs> After the countdown, Lance gets ready, his crew instructing him to move out uh, move out of the shot so he can walk <laughs> into frame. He comes into frame, introducing the next episode of Grave Encounters, claiming that this is the most terrifying location that he's ever seen, Collingwood Psychiatric Hospital. As he's about to explain the history, his crew stops him because someone drives past and messes up their audio. Not wanting to go from the top, Lance is just going to pick up from where he left off. He continues the history between the years 1895 and 1960, It was the home of to over eighty K um or 80,000 mental ill and disturbed patients. After its closure in 1963, reports of apparitions, objects moving, and sometimes laughter from the patients that roam inside the hall can be seen and heard. Lance shares that that him and his crew will be in an eight-hour lockdown inside the building. He cuts, stoked with the outcome before checking it out. Lance introduces himself to the local town historian Morgan Turner while he parks his car. Thanking him for coming out, Morgan's stoked, questioning if this is really really going to be on tv he nods sasha chiming in before uh from behind the camera that this part that they are filming is not going to be though got to lance (laughs) interviewing morgan about the history of the hospital while he's going over the conditions of the psychiatric hospital archival footage of patients in a room are being filmed some screaming in straitjackets, rocking back and forth morgan explains that the environment was deplorable some people having to sleep on the floor with blankets and um or clothes lance asks about arthur friedkin Morgan educates that Freakin was a Harvard-trained neurologist. He he was the head physician in 1937 to 1948, gaining notoriety for experimental brain surgery, even being an advocate of lobotomies. Footage shows him performing one of his 140 brain lobotomies. On August 15, 1948, six patients broke out of their room and stabbed him in his office, but his death was overshadowed by the death of Babe Ruth. Lance questions if he believes mm. in ghosts Morgan chuckles that he doesn't know but if he if they do exist they are definitely in the right place all right we got a little bit to unpack here
1: yeah there's a good amount of stuff and I do like how authentic everything feels it feels like a very good genuine conversation it feels like it's very realistic it yeah. does it seem like two actors talking which is great for this type of movie which is supposed to be found footage yeah Um, I do love that this is our exposition as the audience cool We understand what happened, the history, the lore, everything. So it sets the stage of what we're about to experience later on, which I think is a really smart way of doing it. Which, at the same time, it does exactly what those TV shows used to do, too. Like, (laughs) like, let's get everyone scared, and hopefully we'll experience these things. So it, it works for this type of movie.
0: I agree. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. I think I think a lot of a lot of what's going on right now does work. The interviews are really really great, um, and this is I've always personally for like those ghost adventure shows or ghost hunting shows or whatever. I've always liked the interviews more than the actual investigation because right. I love hearing about the history of that stuff, and I think that stuff is super fascinating. Um, so I I found this to be really really cool. I wonder if this author freak can was supposed to be like a homage to The Exorcist, William Friedkin. Mm, Um, I can see that. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense to me, but especially since like William Friedkin was super heavily on the whole psychiatric portion and the uh, scientific portion of The Exorcist, so this this reminded me of that as well. So yeah. I wonder if that does have like a little bit of homage to that as well. But this is really interesting, though. I really found this super fascinating. I could have listened to this guy make shit up all day long. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> they meet with the groundskeeper, Kinney, approaching the door where uh, it says "quote unquote" death awaits spray painted on the door mm-hmm. sasha calls it lame matt agreeing that it looks cheesy and for them to actually cut it out but Lance loves it kenny gets the door open showing them around the main entrance I fucking love this i love this call out here because of what they're saying of how this looks cheesy and it does it looks super lame and in and, and it but the way that they make this scary later yeah is phenomenal phenomenal it's our first landmark to remember mm-hmm. as
1: well to get a call back later on i agree i definitely agree
0: everyone is stoked on how creepy this place is lance calling out the camera person tc gibson for him uh to get everything love i love tc to an extent that I, I i like how his mannerisms are when he's going throughout and how kind of smart he is where he's like no nah, we need to get the fuck out of here kind of concept but he's a yeah. fucking asshole god damn he's an asshole yeah It's some language in here that I'm just like, ooh, man, this shit is just beyond dated <laughs> and this is 2011 at this point y'all come on lance interviews kenny asking him if the place is haunted he qu- he's about to answer the question or excuse me he's about to answer sharing that he's never done this before wondering if he should talk to him or the camera uh lance wants him to ignore the camera kenny it continues that he's seen some weird things especially at night getting the sense that he's not alone lance looks into the camera for them to check to check it out kenny not understanding while just following along he's like check it out he's like what the fuck <laughs> like why would you fill him in on this part like you'd be like all right this is what i'm gonna say right when you be like blah 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 like we're gonna say this afterwards fill him in fill him right. in. they walk down the hallway lance commenting about it being long surprised that this facility housed thousands of mental ill patients sasha uh comments that it being so dark even though it's still daylight outside this is important to note that's cool yeah They're real important to note matt jokingly questions if she's scared she chuckles that she is T- uh tc I-, I changed this dude's name so many fucking times i put cj right here but like <laughs> i had cj i had ct i had uh, jc I-, I changed this <laughs> dude's name so many fucking times i'm like who are these people? Why do I keep naming these people the wrong names? It's TC. <laughs> it's TC. That's the real one. Okay. TC's the real one. TC asks about a power source. Kenny is willing to show him where, uh, where he can plug in. Adding that if they, if they think it's dark now, wait until tonight because none of the lights work. Hmm. Interesting. He takes him to a particular window, opening it up, sharing that he locks it up every night, but sometimes it is wide open when he comes back in the morning, not being able to figure it out, thinking that it is like something is trying to get out. Lance opens opens and closes it, calling it a quote-unquote, definitely a paranormal hotspot. <laughs> Matt marks the location with tape they continue down another hall passing smaller rooms they go inside one particular room where there's writing all over the wall the team is amazed Lance wondering if it's real Kenny agrees that it is explaining that this was a guy who lived there and spent his time writing on the wall and I love what it says it's like demon in the walls demon in the halls demons in my mind demons you will find yeah it's like that, that like particular it. one is nuts. It kind of reminds me of the song um Can You Feel My Heart by Bring Me The Horizon where it's a particular line in there um during the bridge where he says I hate being alone um or wait I'm scared to get close I hate being alone um the higher i get the lower i sink i can't drown my demons they know how to swim. Uh, it, it reminds me of lines like that where i'm just like that shit's cool. And i probably right, it's cool and also itself. haunting exactly right yeah and i probably butchered the lyrics so my bad everybody um i have to like sing it and i'm not gonna sing it. <laughs> <laughs> do it patreon nah, excuses nah 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 <laughs> nah nah <laughs> uh, but i think it's, i'm scared to get close i hate being alone I, I long for this feeling to not feel at all the higher i get the lower i sink i can't draw my demons they know how to swim i think that's the, the lyric but whatever um sasha questions this is as, as well lance looking at the camera theatric uh, theatrically calling it creepy and he's like creepy <laughs> the crew uh continue into a bathroom lance complimenting kenny on bringing them there matt comments about how bad the acoustics are in the room kenny shares that supposedly a young girl killed herself in there everyone is surprised sasha calling it sad as she as he continues that people say they're hurt they've heard running water but he's never heard that lance is stoked to know um where they are going to next he's planning on taking them down the service tunnels sasha continues looking inside the rusted tub tc calls out to her ask, asking her if she's okay we jump to the tunnels lance continuing his excitement as he slaps the wall kenny explains that the tunnels connect all the buildings they're there being about a quarter mile of. lance expresses with, with a smirk um, that it is like a maze down there being able to easily get lost Kenny shares a story about the air getting cold and still feeling like someone is watching him. Sasha is filming down the hall, startled by her own shadow. (laughs) This was great. (laughs) That was great. Cut to owner Gary Crawford from Crawford Contracting, who was hired there to do some work there. Gary agrees that it was back in 1993. He cusses, realizing um his mistake, asking Lance if he uh if he would like for him not to swear. Lance agrees on that being better. Gary continues that they've been they've been there for about two weeks. Lance questions if they have experienced any supernatural phenomena. Gary explains that they had some small occurrences, but nothing that he rushes to be paranormal. Lance brings up an accident. Gary agrees that one of his guys was on a ladder and fell off. The work believing that he was pushed off causing him to quit lance answers that quote this doesn't sound like a residual haunting it sounds like an intelligent haunting end quote like okay. this fucking contractor gives a shit or even knows what he's talking about
1: right like but for
0: <laughs> us to be where we're getting more context. all right cool
1: they can interact with people
0: right yes yeah, so and yeah. that's here we more are exposition. But i love I love that he's like not talking in the camera on this one. He's talking to him like this guy's also a ghost investigator. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like sounds like residual
1: haunting. I'm he, like, he's yeah. so good at his like persona.
0: Oh, fantastic! Yeah, he's so good. He like knows how to turn himself like yeah. on on a on a switch yeah, of yeah. a hat. And yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I feel totally like this is hero.
1: exactly how they talk to in the shows.
0: Oh, for sure. Like Zach Higgins is one hundred percent putting on a show. Like it's no way that and this also like TC when we come later. It's like when you actually lock the doors. Like it's no way like a ghost adventures and shit. (laughs) They're not locking themselves completely in there. No fucking way. No way. That is all for show. Like if if someone like if you're spending that much time, how are you going to the bathroom? Right. Like. you you, you're not being disrespectful and going to the bathroom in this place entertainment yeah it's all for entertainment so like it's it's great it's great i love it he goes on to look into the camera to define the two onto a couple interviewing in a hallway casted as punk guy and punk girl (laughs) all right lance questions them both spending a lot of time out there the guy agrees that he uh, would hang out there during high school with his friends seeing something in the, in the same spot that they are standing, and he claims that he saw someone at the end of the hall, someone in a white hospital gown with a shaved head. Lance looks into the camera with a smirk as he blurts out, quote, full spectral apparition. End quote. <laughs> cut to the crew outside, going up to the gardener, blowing some leaves. Lance goes up to him, uh, get, gathering his attention, sharing that he's um, shooting a TV show, asking if he wants to get an interview. He nervously looks into the camera before we cut to his interview. He, introduce, he introduces Javier Ortega, asking if he's noticed anything strange around the building. Javier claims that he d- he hasn't seen anything, asking him what he means. Lance clarifies if he uh, saw any ghosts or anything. Javier reveals that he's just started working there. Lance tells TC to cut to cut as he asks for Javier to make something up and pretend he saw something. Javier isn't interested about to go back to work. Lance tells him to to wait a minute so he uh, can ask Sasha if they have any more petty cash left before going back and redoing the interview, asking the question again about him seeing anything strange. This time Javier is very quick to agree that he saw a ghost behind them. And I love how he's like not looking in the camera or like (laughs) not looking at anything. It's just like looking out he's like oh yeah i saw a ghost Some it was very scary <laughs> <laughs> um looking out to the dis- distance he claims that it was scary lance looking back to the camera calling this place a paranormal hotspot unlike anything <laughs> they've ever been to before this is fucking awesome yeah this is awesome and i love the next bit that's about to happen here Because we cut to them prepping to allow their psychic medium friend, quote unquote, Houston Gray, to get out of his car all ominous like motherfucking takes his shades off and shit. He he just looks up in the sky. He just looks in the distance. (laughs) It's like it's ridiculous. It's like I can see this. Yep. It's so fucking true, man. Like this. This is what I feel like (laughs) happens. like they just hire some (laughs) fake ass fucking psychic to come in here. It just like, I don't know, fucking ooze it up a bit. Yeah, this
1: is very comical how, like, the camera zooms in slowly. And then while he takes off his sunglasses, it's just like, so it's a great entrance. Great entrance for a character.
0: Oh, it's fucking fantastic. It's fantastic. Yeah. And I've mentioned this before Chip Coffee. Chip Coffee was very much like this fucking guy. It was great. It was fucking great. Lance V.O.'s. um. Uh, calling upon him to assist in an investigation due to a skeletal occasion. Inside the halls, he asks Houston if he senses anything. <laughs> Houston plays along, then the sound is deafening as hundreds of voices are talking in my head at once. Okay, mm. guy. Okay. He stops There's something else there. Um that uh, that it is a stark spirit, possibly a demon. Really in character, he suggests that they be careful tonight because they shouldn't be messing around with this. They move into the bathroom, Lance asking if he, if he feels anything. Once again, he claims that he does feeling a profound amount of sadness, closing his eyes as he continues that he sees a female patient in and, um, and the water is red. He starts calling out that there's blood and that um, and that she slit her her wrist in, in the tub. Lance confirming that there that the caretaker said that the woman killed herself there, calling it all, Houston. Incredible. <laughs> this is so it's so good. good. This is so good. So good. And it, it it's so funny because you think about it like if they let's say this was continuous, right? They never right, cut. And we didn't get the backstory we didn't get the, exactly. It's no like oh, story. this could be
1: believable. Yeah, yeah. Right. But that's how I imagined this. Like, I wonder if this was an actual episode where we didn't see behind the scenes, if it would have worked as like a real paranormal episode. It does in a way. It's like oh, they, for sure. they sell it.
0: They sell it for sure. They definitely do. And. Like even his reaction, it's like,
1: wow, you're right, incredible.
0: <laughs> it's like, damn, it's like, you
1: guys are good.
0: This is, yeah. I mean, and they are fucking selling this shit, and and, and yeah. I'm eating it up. You know what I'm saying? Like I would eat this up. Like I, I used to watch Ghost Hunters and Ghost Adventures and shit. I used to always find that their live shows were boring as fuck, though. Oh my god, I used fair. to think those are boring as shit because uh, they would literally be like a six to eight hour long episode of them in this location and a lot a lot of the ghost hunting aspect was just like oh wow nothing's happening but then you would catch something like oh shit like oh i caught it live uh, you know <laughs> but like it, it's just yeah i don't know i wonder if they still do those like those live ones i would assume they maybe would, probably probably like it's around halloween because um, i know they would always usually do it around that time
1: i don't know by the time this episode comes out but there's another movie i was able to see at south by southwest and i think you've seen it too deadstream
0: oh Deadstream's awesome
1: this movie kind of reminded me or like maybe even deadstream had like some homages to they this follow movie. me by
0: the way on yeah on Twitter, uh, really
1: something winter
0: yeah it's a couple
1: yeah, yeah, the Winters. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. They're
1: they're dope. They they're, they do a really good job. Yeah, they but did fantastic. This movie, was hilarious. I was like, this is awesome. It reminds me of that. And I love that movie too.
0: Yeah, Death is great. I don't I don't know who picked that up yet. I don't think anyone picked it up yet. I think it's going to Shudder. Oh, I hope so. Because it, it yeah. will be perfect on Shudder. Like that is I just think. it's such a fun movie. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't wait for everybody else to check that one out. Uh Houston dramatically claims that her spirit is still with them. Lance cuts. The group all burst out into laughter as they celebrate his performance. The crew um are all taking a break outside the building. Sasha um asking Lance if he feels how he feels about episode six. He answers that he's feeling good. Excuse me, happy about the location. She wonders if they'll actually see ghosts this time. He sarcastically responds that they'll see hundreds of them she tells him that, uh, to sound less skeptical he believes that it would be nice but if they don't it doesn't matter because they are looking to gather good scares he calls tc um, to get a time-lapse shot tc drops matt as they play football calling him a bitch before he runs over to them he's like bitch <laughs> he straight up does like drop him too i was like damn yeah y'all were just playing catch like fuck the time um time lapse tonight the sound fading along the screen we fade to matt cleaning the lens on the on uh camera four placed on the second floor in the east hallway he packs up and heads to the next static camera setting this one up inside the patient room on the third floor next the the bathroom also on the third floor then the fourth floor in the window room and lastly the sub level tunnels lance is back on screen checking in with matt to point out where he's uh, set up the static over the static cameras matt explains how the cameras wo- recordings work lance wanting him to go over how the equipment works Matt shows them an emf meter quickly defining how it works he continues that uh, the infrared uh, thermometer claiming that claiming that it is the idea um Uh, It is the same idea as an EMF, but focuses on drops in temperature. Since ghosts are believed to have cold spots, next up, he he pulls out an analog audio recorder that's used to capture EVPs, electrovoids phenomenon for uh, those who don't know what that is, it being able to pick up sounds that the human ear cannot detect. He pulls out a wild-looking machine called the Geiger counter, which I have (laughs) no idea what that is, I, I didn't look it up, but now I'm really curious what that is.
1: The Geiger counter,
0: duh. Yeah, it's the duh, thing it that does things with Geigers. Like, <laughs> duh. All right, so the Geiger counter, and I, I, I know this. I, I, if I remember correctly, I don't think this has to do with, much with like actual, like. Ghost, uh, like, I don't think it's actual ghost equipment, but let's see, let me look it up here. If only we had Google. All right, a Geiger counter is an electronic instrument used for detecting and measuring io- um, ionizing radiation. There you go, it's for radiation. Um, it is widely used in applications such as radiation, de- domestic, whatever that says, uh, ra- ra- <laughs> ra- radiological <laughs> protection, experimental physics, and nuclear industries. I cool. ghost hunting, I do ghosts uh give off radiation they radiate scares do you can you, in my dreams can you get radiation poisoning from ghosts is that a thing maybe i don't know yeah. turning it on and it just making humming noises um and i love how he explains literally every other machine except for the geiger counter like Fair enough. he doesn't yeah. explain that at all he's like and this is a geiger counter like everyone should know this come on him being confident that they will catch something if anything is going on in there cut to lance with kenny prepping up to uh get locked inside um the building until 6 a.m they are locked inside the building everyone all messing around except for lance who's on the phone with kenny matt is like super immature too he's like humping him and shit (laughs) tc uh tries leaving out of the building but the doors are actually locked he asks if he locked the doors. Lance claiming that it is great for the show. TC questions, "What if he needs to get something out of the van?" <sighs> if that yeah, was me, I'm like, call him back right now and fucking unlock these doors. Yeah, call him back right. Do you now. think it's too late already? No, no, I All don't right, think so. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't think shit was going on until until they really started like antagonizing. And I feel like when Matt started kind of like leaving, like when he had to leave by himself and shit, but like. Okay. or no not matt tc because i feel like the first official thing happened with tc right didn't the first yeah, like, yeah. that happen? was the first main thing that happened. Yeah. yeah so it was when they were officially alone is when i feel like that's when it started like really going down mm-hmm. i don't think anything was going on right right at this point in time though. quick cut to the whole crew standing in in the middle um staring into the camera looking all hardcore Looking like they're about to fucking drop a emo album. Lance. Of- yeah, I was about to say, they look like a good Charlotte album.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> a little bit. Definitely a little bit. A little simple plan right here. Yeah. Lance <laughs> voicing that this is the uh, real deal and by far the biggest location that they've ever investigated. Also the most dangerous. Putting emphasis on the fact that the facility was built like a prison. All the windows being barred. Them not being able to get out uh, Um, until Kenny comes back in the... Uh, in the morning he continues that they will be working in pitch darkness capturing everything on three night vision cameras and us uh, and static cams quote if you're ready it's time to have some ghosts and some grave of encounters <laughs> end quote it's fucking great mm-hmm. this is great I'm, I'm still completely on board with this shit i would watch the fuck out of this show in a heartbeat like all of them are super personable to me
1: sure yeah yeah a little bit you don't think so like like it like i'm saying like i I don't know if i would watch it but that i feel like they're on point
0: i would watch the fuck out of this just to see how goofy they are that's like i will watch this like houston especially i would need him in every episode (laughs) because that dude is so fucking ridiculous yeah they all have personality sure that's for sure they begin their investigation. Houston being the one in, uh, to direct the group because he senses something being cold. <laughs> Lance sharing that this is where the apparition with the shaved head um, was seen at the end of the hall. He calls for Sasha to perform an EVP. She begins asking multiple questions. Immediately playing it back, no responses. Lance calls out that the, uh, that the spirits have nothing to fear from uh, for them and to show them show itself. Um, If it is there, Houston claims it is drawing them a certain direction. The crew are in, are in the window room, Sasha doing another EVP session, asking for it to open the window. They point their camera at their cameras at the window, but nothing happens. Lance pulls out out a still camera to try and capture anomalies. He starts um, taking stills of the, of, of his crew needing to wait for the images to be developed, not knowing until later. If there's a ghost behind him, Cuts sasha inside the patient room alone at 12 at 12 a.m she calls out and asks if quote unquote they were the were the person they that wrote on the walls questioning about what they what they were trying to communicate wanting it to communicate with her now lance is inside the bathroom alone calling out for the patient that um that took her own life as he sits in the tub that uh she supposedly did it in. he calls out that he uh he's really creeped out in there in your fucking asshole, like right sitting in the area, kind of antagonizing and, and mocking her. Like, yeah, that's uh, that's so sketch in general. Super dickhead behavior for sure. Super dickhead behavior. But meanwhile, in the lobby, Matt tells the group that camera two and four are up and the readings are normal. Um, there's a sound behind, um, behind. He looks around for a moment, asking why he has to be the one to sit there alone, pulling out the Geiger counter. Hmm. So maybe, maybe Matt was the first one to experience something. Because, no, I was going to say, does it go in order of who experiences something? But no, it doesn't. Uh, Because I think after Matt, gets taken Houston is the one that goes well whatever we'll get there inside the <laughs> tunnel at 1 45 a.m. Lance asks Houston if he feels anything down there he claims to feel a very negative dark energy and not just one but many of them Lance calls out for any spirits to show themselves or make any noise for them Mentioning that the tunnels go on forever, there's a thud behind them. They all turn around to look in the direction of the sound. Lance shushing them. They start heading toward the sound. Ctc, uh, wondering uh what what the sound was. Lance has them all follow him to, to a slightly cracked door. He asks if Tc would like to open open it and swing the camera around. He doesn't want to. Covering his hand with his sleeve. Um, to open the door to rats walking around in the room lance is disgusted as the rest of them burst out into laughter houston mocking moaning noises as he claims that this place is is as haunted as a sock drawer huh hmm. this is where i feel like it started really start getting down where it's like oh okay you want to play let's fucking play so yeah okay yeah got to them in the lobby at two ten a.m just hanging out talking and listening to music matt leaves to go to the bathroom while sasha grabs uh goes to grab a snack from the cooler he uh we jump around to multiple static cameras and nothing happening on them except for the window in, or for the one that is inside the window room um opening on its own Sasha and Lance are moving to uh, moving the bl- uh, black light on the wall where glowing green ooze is on the wall. Lance questioning if um, if this is the first time that they have caught ectoplasm ectoplasm material. Once they cut, he wants to get a few more shots upstairs and and some B shots. Now it's so fucking funny because the way she's looking in the camera is ridiculous. Like she's like puckering <laughs> her lips. She's like. Mm all brooding like kind of like Zoolander, yeah. like
1: <laughs> like <laughs> uh was it was it called still reserve or whatever that like no still reserve is a drink uh fuck I, 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 that face that he makes at the very end that he perfects uh in zoolander funny. you
0: mean yeah in zoolander i don't was know like, man look I'm, I'm you know what I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you man i've never seen zoolander oh hmm yeah, I've never seen that. Get
1: them in the comments. Get them in the comments.
0: <laughs> um, let me see. Zoolander face. Let's see what it's called. <laughs> Zoolander face. <laughs> well, let's see what it's called. Cause now I'm now I'm curious. Is it called Blue Steel? Is it Blue Steel? Uh, yeah, Blue Steel. Yeah, Blue Steel. That's the look. The famous pose. Yeah, that's her. That's her look, dude. Like she legit was doing <laughs> it. She's pulling off the Blue Steel. She was pulling off. She could be a model one day. Or not anymore. She's dead or you know, who knows <laughs> spoilers jeez <laughs> dc goes upstairs alone gathering multiple shots while making extremely poor jokes um coming across a wheelchair in the middle of the floor that wasn't there before but instead of being scared he's stoked on his findings his phone rings he puts the camera down to answer his phone for his wife wanting him f- um, to have his daughter put on the phone just since she's crying he starts talking to his daughter about monsters not being real while he's on the phone with her the wheelchair slightly moves on its own before hanging up he doesn't he doesn't notice continuing to get more shots for uh of another bathroom he turns around the door slamming shut behind him startled as he runs out thinking it was one of the crew members messing around with him he calls down to them on the walkie-talkie they all meet him upstairs checking the door lance considers this uh this considers excuse me lance considering that it probably was the wind tc bangs on the door knowing that it's too heavy for average wind to move it sasha asks uh uh, (laughs) I don't know why I wrote it like this but I'm gonna say it anyway. Sasha asked Rena Drake to how it moved. Um he explains that he was taping it and it and it just closed it just closed on him. Now I call him Rena Drake because he looks like a knockoff Drake. <laughs> he looks just Fair like enough. Drake, dude. He looks like he could be like Drake's big brother or some shit.
1: <laughs> I, I can see it. Right?
0: I mean, yeah, I'm yeah, a
1: little know. bit. I would They're also all- say this is a very effective scene too. The wheelchair and uh, the closing the door. I didn't expect it. And I like how it's subtle and it's not like totally a big I was going to ask, did it get you? <sighs> it it got me excited for the movie. It didn't okay. like scare me, but I was like, oh, cool. Like it's, it's starting. What's next kind of thing. Not so subtle, but still kind of subtle. Like these are big movements for a whole wheelchair to move and then to slam a door. Right. It's like cool for like movies like we see in Paranormal Activity. We don't see that until like night twenty, but right, yeah, this it takes is like some time. very is fast. like immediately, yeah. yeah, and it's still not like crazy stuff, but it's crazy enough to be like, right. wow, that's some really powerful activity, this soon into the movie, which is cool,
0: definitely, and I, I like the fact that for this whole scene when the door slams and things like that, I love, I love the reactions the reactions oddly feel genuine. Yeah, yeah, for and sure. I love that. Like, that's rare. That's so, I feel like that's so hard to pull off. Like, for example, I'm a huge fan of As Above, So Below, and I think it's a really great flick, you know, great found footage flick that is underrated. However, As Above, So Below feels very much like a movie. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. there's certain moments in this where, where I can 100% um, like, suspend my disbelief here because of the fact that they, their reaction feels so genuine when everyone else in as above so below they feel like actors acting in a movie yeah they make poor decisions and this where they're like when they see something they're like yeah no fuck
1: that like i'm out of here yeah like they're actually panicked they're not like investigating anymore
0: not right away like i feel like lance is is like super fucking stoked he was i feel like he was like damn I feel like later he was because like later I feel like he finally agreed with everybody it was like, OK, let's get the fuck out of here. Let's wait for Kenny right. inside of this that's fair, that's inside fair. of the uh, lobby or whatever. Right. Um, but in the beginning, he was like, we need to fucking capture this, this is the first time we caught ghosts before kind of thing. <laughs> that's true they're all stoked that he was taping it and they check out the footage absolutely excited about the footage he caught lance gets back um gets back into his host mode talking up the footage on the door closing he closes his eyes calling out as um as he asks if someone is there with him wanting to wanting it to either tape or slam the door again excuse me tap not tape uh nothing nothing happens he continues pleading to give them a sign becoming more serious with his questions houston tries to chime in um but his in his acting tone lynch shushing him as he continues to try <laughs> to ask more questions frustrated by the lack of response thinking that they are going to uh that they were actually going to have something this time the room feels fills with a loud bang causing them all to get scared let's claiming that it came from right down the hall they, they begin walking down the hall sasha asking if they hear that noise as a wheel is spin as a wheel is spinning inside the room a gurney is turned over as the wheel continues to spin until houston stops the wheel they are all scared at this point discussing how fuck this is but um running footsteps are heard above them this is fucking great. Now, this yeah. is consecutive. And it, yeah. it's just like beat for beat for beat for beat for beat. And it's really, really, really good. And it's very intense. It is. like, yeah. And it was loud. I, I, I played this one with headphones on. And holy shit. The sound design in this is just really, really good. Yeah. Sometimes I love having surround sound at my house.
1: And sometimes I don't. This movie makes it very admi- uh, atmospheric, for sure.
0: Definitely does. Definitely does. I want to upgrade my system so bad. Like yeah. I really want to upgrade my system and get surround sound stuff. But like at the same time, I also do have a toddler that goes to sleep way That's earlier. Very true. Yeah. So I'm just like maybe it's not now's not the time yet. Headphones are good too. Yeah, it's not terrible. Headphones work. You know, it is what it is. Oh, they work. They work. Lance calls out to Matt, asking if there's anyone above them. He tells them that there's no one, asking what's going on. Houston claims that there's someone fucking with them since they know that they're filming there. They go upstairs, TC wondering why they're even going up there. Lance bluntly answers the reason being there, um, where the sound came from. He calls out through the hallway to see if anyone is there houston chiming in uh with uh with threats if anyone is messing around with them while they have a permit tc instructs him to lower his voice sasha shushing them both questioning if this is something real everyone is silent she pulls out a recorder to perform an evp asking multiple questions lance wanting her to immediately play it back she rewinds it the questions playing over over on the recorder they start hearing a staticky noise you know what i've always wondered how do they know when to stop the recorder because All it's like, it's, like... it's just like, how do you know when to stop the recorder?
1: I mean, they're professionals, they know it's like, all right, I record it for about 30 seconds, I have to rewind it for about 25 seconds.
0: I mean, I, I feel like know. that they have to count it backwards, right? Yeah, I mean, that makes sense, though. I mean, I feel like you're not wrong because <laughs> it's just like, ah, I would always like not get it right <laughs> right it were me wondering what it is he, um, her hair is pulled causing her oh, to, yeah. to scream and run away pleading for them to come with her while everyone else is feeling pure excitement for them getting it on tape they run after uh they run after her as she continues <sighs> panicking to go into the lobby on the stairwell she wants to leave since something touched her tc agreed yeah. but lance tells them all to wait he exclaims that they've been shooting the show for five episodes and haven't caught any. Sasha does not care, still wanting to leave. He agrees, wanting Houston to take her down to the lobby and come back. Houston suggests that he's uh, he should stay back into the lobby as well. But Lance claims that he needs another face on camera. He doesn't think he sh- uh, could do this alone. Uh, he doesn't think he could do this. Lance yells for him to stay in character since they are um, since they are on the- on to something. Houston agrees. TC about to go with with them, but he he's called back by Lance. He's stoked, hoping uh, hoping to catch something else. Thinking thinking about the amount of money that they're going to profit off this. I love Mm. that it all comes back to money.
1: The downfall of humans. I mean, yeah, (laughs) it's all about the spectacle and and capturing it. If only someone made a movie making fun of it. Oh
0: no, preference. I feel you, bro. I feel you. What do you mean? (laughs) Nope. No, it's not. Nope. Nope. You know what? <laughs> I'm going to announce this right here, right now. You know, a lot, of, a lot of people have been asking if we ever record a film that comes out the same year. We've done it once, and it was Daniel Isn't Real. Daniel Isn't Real was the first movie we recorded hmm. that came out in the same year, and we recorded it in the same time span. Um, however, that was not a theatrical release. Now, this, nope, is a theatrical release. So I'm going to announce it right here, right now. In the middle of this show, we are 100% going to be covering Nope this year on the show. And it's going to have its own special slot. It's going to be a very special episode. It's not going to have anything to do with the thematic of the month. It's just going to be an episode strictly about Nope. And we will be 100% covering that film on this show. And it may be a little bit unorthodox, but fuck it. We're doing it. We're chaotic this time of year. That, That we are. I love it. That we are. When are we going to do this? I don't know when, but it is going to happen for an absolute fact. Is it an not going to happen? Fact. Nope. It is going to happen. Nope it is gonna happen (laughs) but anyway back to our regular scheduled programming cut to lance speaking into the camera about what just happened sharing that they are going to try to make contact houston is standing there stone face lance nudging him to get back into character he calls out to the spirit to manifest itself lance adding for it to give them a sign instructing them to either make a noise or manipulate his hair nothing is happening houston believing that um that it just had its fun and and left lance is determined calling out for to do something while antagonizing the spirits. He's frustrated, going to grab the still camera. Houston jumps back into character that he's um, sensing, sensing it is toying with them. Lance tells him to give it a rest. TC asks uh, if they can go home now. He begins taking pictures. Orb-like spots are in the area in um, in one, a ghastly mass in another. He asks TC for the time, it being four 4.40 a.m. Wanting to go home, Lance takes a picture of TC. An image of an apparition is pressed against the window behind him. Holy shit. I think yeah, it's these cool. were my favorite.
1: It, it's interesting because we know the characters never see these images; only the, us, the viewers, see it because they haven't been developed at the time. So it's cool to understand that they're very calm and collected, knowing or us knowing there's stuff around them.
0: That there's everything around them.
1: Yeah, which is it's super like dope. every
0: fucking ghost is around them yeah, right now. For real, like
1: every picture had something in it, which is cool. It's like you are literally surrounded, but you feel calm and
0: collected because you can't see it. Right. But we can yeah it's amazing that's awesome lance agrees that they have enough footage and for them to just pack up everything and wait for kenny the trio are looking for the right way to head back to the lobby they turn a certain corner next to a bunch of bars tc not wanting to go through through there but lance claims that this is the right direction they turn down a dead end forced to turn around he wants dc to record them walking around the hallway tc doesn't understand why since they're lost but lance claims that they aren't knowing that they came this way. He calls out to Matt on the walkie-talkie for some help. He isn't answering. TC and Houston start walking down the hallway but he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to go that way. He wants to go to the other direction. TC t- uh, yells that direction um, that, that 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 direction they're going is toward north. Lance argues if they stay in one direction they will get they will get there. Now hmm. the amount of times that I've seen this movie, I've never noticed that there's actually something walking behind him in this shot. (laughs) It walks across. I never fucking noticed it until this viewing. I've seen this movie like at least six times. I'm trying to look at it right now, but I don't see it. I want to say it's Lance. When when it's on Lance, he's talking and the camera is slightly pointed downward. It's something that walks right behind him. It is Hmm. so fucking eerie. Is it when he's sitting down? No. No, he's standing. TC. It's not TC, it's Lance. Yeah. So yeah. Lance uh, TC's recording Lance and Lance argues if they stay in one direction they will get there. It's right on that line and there's something that just walks right behind them. I think I'm missing it, but I believe
1: you. That's dope. That's cool.
0: Yeah. I feel like I want God, I want to wanna fucking show you so bad, but I, I don't know how. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> Houston knows that inside a particular room is where the bathroom is. Lance shouts to TC that they've been this way. He tells them that he's not trying to fight them, fight with them, just wanting to wanting them to explain when when they saw the tub, knowing that this is not the same tub. He sits down on the floor. Lance trying to get him to continue searching for the way back to uh, to base. TC asks if Kenny is uh, coming at six. Lance argues that he isn't waiting for him. Meanwhile, Matt and Sasha are waiting back at the lobby now being 4 51 a.m eventually they make it back matt asking uh where they were and why they why they didn't answer the walkie uh they explained that they got lost tc asking if there if there's something wrong with his walkie-talkie tc kind of looked mad at this point too oh yeah i would be too i'm like i just want to leave he was just like is something wrong with your walkie-talkie yeah i mean i can't blame him though you abandon this? Cannot blame him. Yeah. He rebuttals that there isn't, reiterating that uh he was calling them. Lance questions if he heard him on the radio. He claims that he didn't. TC tries for the door, it's still being locked, arguing on this being the same reason why you don't lock the door. That's well, sure. fair. Fair. Good call. Matt is looking back at footage, Houston wondering which uh which one he saw. He exclaims on seeing the hair, calling it fucked. He gets up, <laughs> he gets up off the ground, wanting to put put it on the computer, but Lance rebuttals that they don't have time for that wanting him to grab all the static cams so they can get going instructing them all to get up so they can pack everything up Matt rightfully wants someone to uh to come with him to help him lance apologizes that he needs everyone down there with him why why do you need everyone there right like houston didn't come with shit send houston with matt that's true yeah Movie for movie sake, I mean fair. But I also feel like I feel like this is the moment that I don't like the most is Matt disappearing. Like I wasn't really a fan of this moment, mainly because of how they treated it later on. Because a lot of them were like super nonchalant, or not nonchalant. I would say a lot of them just gave up on the fact that Did Matt feel like yeah, cared? like they yeah. just gave up on yeah. him. Like it was just.
1: It's like, oh, he could be hurt. He could be injured. Let's go
0: find him. Eh,
1: okay, we'll take our time with it. To, like, right. If we run into him, that's cool. Now we're yeah, doing our own thing.
0: He makes sure that uh, it works before heading upstairs, shouting for them to not leave without him. He's upstairs nervously and quickly shutting off the cameras um, that he left standing inside the window room, noticing that the window is, in fact, wide open he closes it calling down to Lance but no answer telling them to uh, telling him that he got something up there but they still don't seem to answer him a loud bang from the room next door he goes over to see if anyone is messing around with him the camera static the statics a bit cut back to downstairs at 5, at 532 a.m Lance gives his closing spiel he wants to say his closing again TC not wanting him to but he does it anyway uh, that being all he has TC explaining that it doesn't matter anyway since They'll, be, they'll have better exposure tomorrow. Lance wonders what. Uh, what is taking Matt so long to come back down. He calls out to him on the radio. No answer. Sasha reminds him that the radio wasn't working before. Even though she doesn't want to, she suggests that they have to go back into the halls and search for him. Well, fuck. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, very fair. As they should. Or he should have gone by himself in the first place, but that's okay. Yeah. Or, hear me out on this. Just fucking get him in the morning. Like, just pick them up in the morning. Like, Especially if you're coming back to fucking shoot more shots and shit. Pick them up in the morning. Leave them there. Let them run all night. You might catch something. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Let them run all night. Fuck it. Get in the morning. Who cares? Thinking that he could possibly be hurt, Houston agreeing, Lance finds it ridiculous but instructs TC and Sasha to grab their camera. TC, uh, not understanding the reason... Led's explaining since they have to go back into the halls, they may as well film everything, giving us context of uh, keeping the cameras on. Mm -hmm. They start heading back through the halls, TC sarcastically thanking Houston. He claims that... And he's like, thanks for your help, man. (laughs) He's like, someone needs to stay here. He claims that (laughs) that it is no fun hanging out in the lobby by himself either. Fair enough. Um, They are searching for him, calling loudly for him um, from TC's POV. They aren't receiving any answer from him, finding all his belongings on the ground they continue shouting for him still not receiving an answer lance tries to bring him back tc comments that they that he wouldn't leave ex, ex, uh, equipment on, on out like that lance agrees knowing that he most likely is down one of the halls instructing tc to go to go down one while him and sasha go down another she finds that to be a terrible idea rightfully not understanding why they would split up he tells her just to come on um tc finding time to to add another joke in there about the pile of things looking like a knight fighting with this girl what a fucking terrible joke (laughs) this dude is the worst at making jokes
1: yeah not the best
0: and like the timing is so shitty
1: it's like i'd be more worried about him now
0: to be honest like saying all that fair very fair. Cuts him down the hall, looking through one of the bathrooms, yelling back th- um, to the others to look for cigarette butts. Thinking that he's, he's fucking around, he continues walking around the halls, calling out to him. He goes mm. up to a set of stairs, yelling for Matt to stop messing around. He hears something down, down the stairs, looking in that direction just to be pushed down the stairs by something. Well, fuck. Trying to catch his breath while screaming for Lance and Sasha, they run back, back to him, trying to help him as he instructs him as he's in pain to not touch him in a certain area. Barely able to speak, he explains that he was pushed and to just help him up. Well, shit. Now this yeah it's fucking wild like the way he was trying to catch his breath right like he seemed
1: like he generally got hurt like this is a very realistic injury to me to what it looks like now i do have to point out too the way this camera is throughout the hallways and this pov and just like a singular light down the middle and everything around it is like black so you have like literally just a spotlight it's so effective for me to look at where it's like, you can't see any type of corners. You can't see what's really in front of you except for like directly in front of you. Right. So all of the sides are hidden too. So it creates a, an effect that just makes a lot of suspense, even though there's nothing happening it makes you want to look like it makes you feel uncomfortable. And every time a character like just points the camera down and like, it's just normal movements of walking. You're like, no, put the camera back up. I want to see what's in front of you. Right. I was like, damn, that's really good. And then I love how he just like turns around and then the camera just flips up and then like tumbles down.
0: It's like, cool. That's effective. It works. It was genius. Yeah, absolutely genius. And I think, I think it was something about it that really, truly stands out to me about this one. Yeah. It just feels so real, which I like. It felt super authentic. Yeah, super authentic. Really good found footage. They lift him up to bring him back to base. Back at base, now at six six nineteen a.m. TC explains that everyone um, that uh, explains to everyone that he got pushed. Replying uh, the events of uh, for Houston. Replaying the events for Houston, going over to Lance to express that these ghosts are messing, messing with them and, and are now becoming violent, demanding him to call Kenny. Lance, not wanting to get yelled at, finally agrees to uh, to call him. He's not able to get a signal. TC grabs a gurney, ra- using <laughs> it to ram the door while Lance tries his best to talk him out of doing that. He charges at the door, slamming into it. Lance yells that this is coming out of his rate, but TC doesn't give a fuck i can't blame you yeah same like fuck off i was just i just got pushed down a fucking flight of stairs i'm out i'm out he continues yelling that he wants to go home and and uh go to the hotel and get some sleep commenting that kenny is uh is a no-show grabbing the camera for for him to put it down and help him help him to try to get out of there they grab the gurney charging on uh, charging on three to slam on the door they slam into it twice, the door flinging open, but everyone is in shock, TC repeating that they are in the lobby. Lance agreeing that they came in, came inside this way. Everyone walking toward the door, commenting about how impossible it is while TC is trying to rationalize if this is uh, if this is an entrance or not. Lance grabs the camera to show that the door is just open into another hallway. Now, I am assuming you went in blind. Yes. <laughs> how shocked were you on this scene?
1: Um I was pretty shocked. Uh, I I was more like at this point, I was like, I was smiling. I was like, oh yeah, that's very clever because then we go back to our landmarks. Like, no, that is for sure. That place they came through. And then I was like, oh, I, it's something that I did not expect. It was a nice surprise for myself where I'm just like, oh, it's one of these movies It's really going to play with their mind. And now they can't really escape because now they're like trapped in this weird underworld type of thing or like in a different dimension or something like that. But yeah, it was a very interesting concept to get realized at this point, like halfway through the movie. It's like, oh, it's one
0: of those. I'm in. Hell yeah. Fuck. Them. Yeah, it's cool. Thinking that they've... Uh, I mean, I remember the first time I saw this, because when I first saw this, I did go blind as well. Yeah. And I think I saw this with my wife, Kathleen. And when this scene happened, I fucking lost it. I lost it. I thought this was great. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's really cool. I, I thought it was so clever and a really great way to invoke fear and... In by creating a labyrinth yeah like i feel like a lot of their money went to this <sighs> right
1: like stage design or something right yeah it, it's it's really clever and it's very effective and they kind of reminded me of that new blair witch like the remake where they were kind of like stuck in a little time loop thing uh oh man like we've seen movies do this before but not as like clean as this i would say uh, this just felt like it. Like it was
0: smooth. It it didn't not as surprising as this. Yeah, because this was surprising. It was cool. This was really surprising. Like I'm thinking, like obviously there's a lot more movie left, right? Um, but right. I'm thinking, like, okay, maybe they're gonna like get out and try to go back in for Matt because Matt's still missing, and no one gives a shit. Everyone's just trying to fucking leave now. Thinking that they must have uh, gotten turned around, but Houston is holding the chain links that uh, lock themselves inside. Sasha closes the door, calling for Lance, showing that the graffiti, quote-unquote, death awaits, is still there. Mm. Well, goddamn. Showcasing that these are, in fact, the same entrance doors as earlier. The crew is forced to move down another hallway, coming across another door that says uh, exit on top. TC tries opening it, kicking it, uh, kicking it, but it won't budge. Lance assists him. They get it, they get it open just to reveal another set of corridors. Hm. Fuck, dude. It's so smart. This is genius. Like legit genius. It, it creates a sense of hopelessness. It really, truly does. It truly does. And I love the ending of this movie. Well, to an extent. I will get there. Houston tries rationalizing that uh th- what could possibly be happening, but T C has had enough. Telling him to just shut the fuck up. They make it to a cage window, T C pushes everyone out of the way to start shouldering it. Not sure uh what I'm honestly wasn't sure what that was supposed to like actually do. Desperate sh- Yeah. Yeah. Like just pure desperation at this point. Yeah. Instead, he hurts himself admitting that they're trapped inside. Lance tries to continue to, um thinking of a solution by finding a tool that will hopefully try to pry the bars off to, uh t c admits that uh that he had tools in his belt throwing it in Lance's face that oh yeah, they're inside the van get fucking wrecked, kid. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Lance Lance felt so dumb in that moment. It's it's just the unraveling of the group
1: at this point, which is kind of cool, too.
0: Yeah, they're all against each other at this point. Yeah. It's kind of (laughs) nice. Not gonna lie, it's kind of nice. It it also feels pretty refreshing. Yeah, and authentic.
1: It has, like, everyone's feared, like, for their lives and stuff like that. So they have to, like, survive. Now they have to, like, oh, yeah, like, you ruined this. Or it's it's the blame game in the way, too,
0: as well. It's like, this is all your fault. And it's true. It is all his fault. Very true. Lance agrees that the windows upstairs don't have bars on them, but Houston rebuttals that it, it is an 80-foot drop. Lance checks the checks the time with Sasha. She reveals that it is now 8.34 a.m. Everyone groans and argues about being stuck there, Houston upset about his possible audition being compromised for next day. TC crossing the line with a whole bunch of homophobic slurs at this point. Lance stops them from fighting, revealing that he checked the sunrise times yesterday yesterday it's supposed it's supposed to be bright by 7:45 but it's still night out mm. well shit the crew walked to another window complaining about the, about this not making any sense screaming outside of the windows for someone to help them the desperation's fucking real yeah no that's terrifying if I
1: was Absolutely in that situation
0: real. i'd be so scared
1: i don't know what i would do it's, it's i genuinely don't it's like know you, what i would do yeah yeah that's the general fear right there it's like not knowing like the impossible it's like
0: it's supposed to be daylight and it's not right you can't stop that
1: yeah like that's crazy
0: <laughs> at that point i think i would test my luck to jump out that fucking window
1: <laughs> you just like jump off you just like land in the room oh
0: fuck that would be kind of cool that would have been pretty neat yeah that budget would have been stupid fat though <laughs> Houston tries to rationalize what's possibly going on due to the the fact that this is an old building, some sort of electrical anomaly that moved their clocks faster to where it is in 830. TC, once again, with the slurs, tells him to come up with something more rational. Houston makes a good point that there's nothing rational that's going on there. That being just as rational as anything else. I mean, what a fucking great point. I mean, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Cuts them asleep, um, back in the lobby, except for Lance. He sits down, pointing the camera at himself for Blair Witch-inspired monologue. He explains that he checked <laughs> his cell phone, and the time is saying that it is one twelve p.m. No, showing the camera, uh, showing it to the camera. He doesn't believe that that to be right, revealing that everyone is very tired and that they are to all taking a nap. <sighs> is this the part? I don't think this is the part that we're going to get to yet. But them wanting, wanting for, waiting for Kenny to just show up, not knowing when he will meet them. Wonder what happened to Kenny, or I wonder what he, what he saw. Yeah, that's true. Do you think it was just, it was just empty? Um, I feel like it was just empty.
1: It had to have been. Yeah, probably. I don't know. We'll never know unless it's in the second one, which I think it is.
0: I think I, I might think have to watch it after this. explain. No, I have to go to bed. But yes.
1: <laughs> I, say, I, I will uh, watch it eventually this
0: week fair while they're all napping their floodlights uh tip tips over and burst causing them to get started awake tc finding this the best time for quote houston we have a problem joke He's like, Houston, what's your problem? My problem is you making that corny ass joke, TC. That's my fucking problem. That joke was corny as shit. <laughs> they turn on their flashlights, finding finding that the floodlight is broken. Lance grabs the camera, speaking speaking into it. Um, that someone put something pushed over the, their lights, and all of all of and all they have left are their flashlights and camera lights checking checking the time and it is now 8 p.m and uh, mm. them sleeping for seven hours he continues that tc went to get a sandwich from the cooler their food now rotten and covered in maggots tc demands him to close the cooler because it stinks lance uh, lance comments that all the food is like is like that but they have lots of bottled water hoping that will keep them that will keep them hold them over i should say right. cut to them sitting around lance suggesting that they go down through the tunnels reminding them what uh what kenny said about it connecting to all the surrounding buildings tc comments that he's not going down in those tunnels and knowing if their lights go out they're fucked fair fair point very fair cannot blame him for not wanting to go inside them tunnels but at the same time it also depends how desperate I am to get the fuck out of there.
1: That's also true.
0: He reminds Lance about the time-lapse video he did, remembering that he saw a fire escape, and thinking if they can uh, find roof access, they can climb down the escape, asking the verdict uh, on what to do. Houston cuts, cuts him off uh, that he doesn't care what they do. He just, uh, he just wants to get out. Fair. Lance agrees, telling them to pack up all their gear so they can get the fuck out of there. Uh, they were so fucking close. <laughs> they were so close to getting out. But not quite. The crew walks down the hallway, wondering what the, uh what way they should go. Usin checks in with Lance. Lance putting on the on T's. Uh, putting on TC that he knew where they, where they were going. TC rebuttals not to uh, put it on him because he, he said that he saw a ladder from outside. Lance asks if he feels like this is the right direction. They start walking down the hall. They hear a noise behind them. Houston instructs them to ignore ignore it so they can continue moving. They make it to the stairwell. TC pushes past everyone, celebrating that they made it to, uh, made it to the roof access, but it's a dead end. The wall boarded up with solid concrete. Yeah.
1: Fuck. That's dope. I actually really liked this scene because it was like a sense of hope and it got taken away so quickly.
0: It really truly did.
1: And it it looks really good. I was like impressed by like how it looked where it's like, oh, they turned a corner under stairs leading up to a wall. Yes. It's like, how did they do that? Like set design wise, I was like, that looks good. Like That looks awesome. Did they like find it a looks place incredible. that has stairs that lead nowhere? Or did they build this? Like I was like, that's cool looking
0: yeah I feel like this I is I can tell oh. never mind yeah
1: it, it's actual stairs and you can tell it's like uh, they built a wall they in put something in there, there. <laughs> yeah. yeah now I looked too intensely close at it but it's still yeah
0: it still looks it's good. still good like like it, it, you you have to like be staring at it to really see right the intricacies behind all of this as well No, yeah, but that's pretty solid it is pretty solid it is very very solid literally the wall yeah Tuh! you are dumb <laughs> <laughs> they go back down into the hall in search of everyone in search of another possible location for for them to escape out of lance turns the camera on himself revealing that he's going to document everything they make it to a map trying to rationalize the map from from their walking experiences houston finding that they are supposedly on the first floor right now but lance believes that they're on the third or fourth tc chiming in that they came in through the lobby door quick cut to them uh, to their uh compass going haywire as they continue walking down the hall they can hear Matt screaming for help. They run down the hall, searching for the source of, of their sc- screaming friend. But he's not inside a room that they go in, that they go inside of. A bed moves on its own, and then it picks it's picked up and thrown to the ceiling and back onto the ground. They all run out of the run out of the room as um as a loud roar rings through the halls. That roar, yeah, is what kind of took me out of it. It's. It's something. It's something.
1: Like I said, when the scares are effective, they're effective. And some stuff in this movie, I'm just like, okay, like, I see where you're going with, but like, it doesn't work all the time. And there's gonna be one where we see a lot of like hands, on the wall, and I'm just like, eh, yeah, I wasn't a fan that of the thing. hands. But we'll talk about it when it gets there. But there's 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 small amounts of scenes where I'm just like okay, that's not the best, but there's so many great scenes where I overlook it, for sure.
0: That's true, yeah. I mean, there's definitely more good there's than There's a bad. few things that I have my gripes with in this yeah. flick, for sure. But at the same time, I still love this movie. Like This yeah, is still, still a lot of fucking fun. Uh, the crew are all huddled in the room, Lance pointing, pointing the camera at everyone, and then himself, sharing that they walked around again and can still no longer find an exit, calling the building a maze, falling, uh, feeling like it's changing. He continues that they still can't find Matt, hoping that he's okay. They're going to try to sleep since they are all tired, but they're going to uh, do it in shifts this time. The camera cuts off. Now back on. Lance asks TC if he's rolling. Lance explains that they just woke up and uh, we need to see this. And by we, I mean the audience. Um, Lance tells the. Uh, or TC turns the camera over to Sasha. She firmly commands him to turn the camera off. Lance tells her um, that they have to document this while lifting her shirt up, revealing a, a set of deep scratches that spell hello. Lance tries mm. calling for Matt on the radio, thinking that he heard him through it. Matt weakly answers back. Lance asks if he's okay. With heavy breaths, he shivers and uh, um, that he's freezing before he cuts back out. Where do you think he went? this is something we could talk in midnight hour, but like, where do you think he went?
1: I have no idea, to be honest.
0: Yeah. I think he went, like, I feel like he was downstairs. Okay. In in that room with the lobotomies and such. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I feel like he was in there. I could see that. They lose him on the radio. Houston looks on the bright side of on him not being far. Sasha wants to find him, but Houston argues the question on how, on how since they uh, can't even find their way out of there. TC com- um, comments that those walkie-talkies are shit, knowing that he can't be far. They begin to uh, to... They begin their trek and search for Matt again, walking to the bathroom, TC accidentally bumping into Sasha. Lance starts calling for Matt while TC instructs Sasha to try all the frequencies on the radio since they can't uh, since they don't go too far. Lance um, asks how how much the range is. TC guesses 2 to 300 yards. They continue down the hall um, calling for Matt as they push as they pass by that's each opening tc tc turns around to tell them that he, uh, all of this is pointless because the range would have uh, found him by now someone um someone they think it's matt runs behind tc they all chase after him screaming for his name as they run into the room not seeing him houston calls out to lance spotting someone in, the, in a white hospital gown standing and staring um at, staring at the wall one thing that I do like about this movie, there's a shit ton of Blair Witch references in this movie. Oh, for sure. Just so many Blair Witch references. Yeah, especially this one. Especially this one. Lance approach, uh, approaches a person asking who they are and how come they are there. I would kind of start with those questions too. <laughs> she turns around, <laughs> her face shifting and causing her mouth to gape, gape widely open. It looks pretty good. What do you feel about this, scare? So, it, it's it's really funny because
1: watching it for the first time... It's really effective. It works very, very well because you don't expect it. Rewatching it, not as effective, because <laughs> then you are like, "Oh, it does not look <laughs> you see great." The but at the same time, yeah, yeah, yep. but the first time you don't see it coming, you're not sure, so but it scares you, right. Right. right? It scares you because you don't see it coming. Now that you see it coming, you are looking at it and not being afraid right. of it, and you are like, "Oh." Uh-huh. It's okay. It works. It's kind of cute now, <laughs> but yeah, like, it, it's scary the first time for sure. I got scared from this jump scare. Fair,
0: yeah, fair. um I'm with you though. Like it definitely this for sure loses its luster after watching it second time or a third time or whatever. Right, screaming and roaring, causing them all to run down the hall into a maintenance closet. This this movie just feels like also a live action Scooby Doo. I can see that. Yeah. Like they're just running in and out of places and shit. This is yeah, going from location to location, being chased by something. Right. Lance yells for TC to turn the light off on the camera as they all bring up bring up her uh, as they all bring up her face. The now trio all shush each other um, as loud moans ring throughout. Lance crying that they lost Houston. Cut to the hallway footage of Houston searching around for the crew in the darkness. His light shuts off, causing him to walk through the darkness. A, a door opens up as he continues calling for them the door gently closes back he continues down the, hmm. uh, the whispered filled hallway startled by groaning that comes from behind he calls out to them again before being picked up and choked by an unseen force he gags for help as he dr- drops to the floor then a beam of light um, fires at him killing him this is easily my least favorite scene in this movie yeah, it's very cheesy I hate this scene I hate this scene. They could have left it with him being
1: choked, or maybe just have him get Shit. shoved against the wall so hard, crazy. and that's it. Yeah, the beam of light is just—it's over. Beam of light was terrible.
0: It. Like it's just—it it really just made it feel. It made it feel a little bit more amateur than what it actually is. Right, and at this point, we believe everything because everything's been like
1: intense but still subtle. This is just like, right. oh, that's overly powered but
0: looks awful. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I assume it was supposed to be, like, an orb hitting him. I assume that's what they were going for, but... They should have just had him get, like... I agree with what you said earlier. They should just had him, like, getting smacked into the wall, like, kind
1: of like, um... Right. You don't have to pick him up, too. You don't have to choke him. Like, literally just, like, ragdoll him from wall to wall, and that's it. Right. And that's, like, easily done, executed. He can... Technically hit himself against the wall and make it look a mistake. Yeah, yeah. We'll I look mean, good.
0: even when he got picked up and choked, like that didn't look that bad. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, it didn't look that bad. Like. It didn't look great. It's a little cheesy. But like, I mean... It, it, I think if they picked him up and then
1: like slammed him down really hard, really fast. I think it was just too long of a sequence. Yeah, it was like...
0: Where it's just like, uh... It was like a fucking Darth
1: Vader choke. Yeah. It's like, I want it to be
0: quick. Jump scare me. This movie would have definitely worked better if it was just strictly just jump scares, I feel like. I think so too. Back with... The, which is weird for me to say, because we, for both of us to agree right. on. Because we are both kind of like, not anti-jump scare, we're just this like... Right, have good jump scares, kind of thing. Back when with it's the trio, effective, sit- it's good.
1: If it's cheaply, like, oh, you just did that because it's just for. Well, I hate the jump scares that have no meaning, right? Like a bat flying out of a chimney, or a random basketball falls off, or I don't know. Right, it's just, just like some the random list. stuff that has no purpose. Where every jump square scare here is something paranormal, and it is right. actually effective. Yeah.
0: Right. Back with the trio all sitting and hiding out in the closet, Lance turning the camera on himself, sharing that they have been hiding in there for a few hours and Houston is gone. They continue to try to radio Matt, more noises um, bang throughout the facility. He comments that he doesn't know how much longer he has. Uh, he's going to last, and knowing that they are no longer alone, he cuts the camera off. Then the camera comes back on. Recording Sasha as she cries about something having her name on it, Lance turns the camera back on himself, explaining that they woke up with impatient wrist bracelets. She yells a bunch of fuck yous at TC as he yells on that he didn't fucking mean to. What do you think they're talking about?
1: Yeah, I don't know why TC is in the hot water seat right now or the hot seat right now.
0: The only thing I could think of is maybe he was supposed to keep watch and they all fell asleep. Okay, that's fair. Maybe, because maybe he was supposed to like keep watching and whatnot, but yeah, I don't. But she was real passionate about those fuckies, (laughs) real passionate. Lance questions what this means as TC shouts that they are fucked. They continue down the halls, even more scared than before, as they pass by the open doors. Sasha's is is, um fucking freaked at this point as she comments that there's something something behind them tc looks back but doesn't spot anything just laughter as they continue moving lance narrates their movements sasha demands him to stop he claims that he's just trying to document everything she brings him back to reality about matt and houston being gone he agrees that they should just stay together she she's about to say something else in, the, in front of a door but a hand bursts through the glass grabbing her lance tries her off and they flee down the hall she drops to the floor and she um that she can't run anymore tc and lance yelling for her to get up she cries that she can't lance pep talks her pep talks to keep moving tc yells for them to get over uh get over to him because he sees something if a fucking hand grabs me out of a glass a small glass thing i don't give a fuck how tired I'm. i'm going to run oh 100%. i'm out yeah i'm out The hand was a little cheesy as well, though. It is, but it kind of works for its thing. It is only at the end. Only at the end. Because it just disappears.
1: Right. It like fades away. It's kind of cool. It's like it's not very like human-like too. It's very elongated
0: as well. Yeah, but I would have loved it if it just went back inside the glass. Like I feel like that would have been a little bit more effective. That's true. Yeah. They they, uh, come to him finding Matt on the floor. Excuse me. Hold on uh tc yells at he uh yells for them to get over there because he sees someone. yeah they come they come over to him finding matt on the floor in a hospital gown in the fetal position they slowly approach him trying to make sure he's okay matt's silent until lance taps him he says quote patient exhibits acute composed disorder linked to childhood phobia end quote the room fills with the shriek tc shouts for them to just get up get him up and i love this he's like just get him the fuck up let's go <laughs> they get him up bringing him uh bringing him into a room trying to see what happened to him lance asks him um if they if they did uh what they did to him but he doesn't answer tc believes that he knows a way out matt laughs that they can that they can leave when they're all better they don't understand matt repeating back uh what was told to him quote Progress is slow, but patient is responding to treatment, end quote. He tells them not to be, uh, to be sad because everything will be okay, commenting that he'll, quote unquote, help them too. He bursts out into a short-lived laughter as more roaring is is heard throughout the building. Lance commands TC to check the door. He claims that he already did. Lance tells him to make sure that nothing gets in there. He continues documenting himself, sharing that they found Matt, but he's all fucked up, showing off the rest of the crew um, going over to Sasha. She uh, claims not to feel good and that there's something wrong with her. He checks her forehead, thinking that she has a fever. He hands her some water while instructing the. Instructing her to get some sleep, but she can't. Not thinking that she'll uh, be able to sleep sleep again. They all wake up screaming as the room is filled with hands grabbing um grabbing for them through the ceiling. They run out of the room, having to grab Matt to make sure he uh, he follows along. They hide ins- they hide inside the bathroom. Lance hears water dripping. He peeks over the, the overturned tub, noticing that there's blood inside the other tub. He whispers for for them to get the fuck out of there. Matt is looking over over the tub they yell for tc to get him away from there um he tries to grab matt but he pulls away as soon as he would have pulled away i would be like cool i tried i'm i'm fucking leaving tc is then grabbed by someone and pulled into the into into the bloody tub lance drops the the camera asking for him to uh, asking for them to help flip the tub flip it over but TC is not inside. They cry as he's uh, gone as Matt's laughter becomes more maniacal.
1: Yeah, it's quite the scene. I like that There's they show us a tour of the place and we start revisiting all these places that, that have that haunting hot spots And yeah. we see it come to life, which is kind of cool. Uh, I agree. Very terrifying scene. I think it works very well. I think the blood looks realistic. I like that this they awesome. show very little of it as well. It's so a, it's more effective and it matches their budget, which is great.
0: Yeah, I agree. And this this just feels really, really good. Yeah. Like it's just everything in this whole scene is just done really well. It just works. Yeah, it just works. Absolutely. Another thing I wanted to bring up though is maybe that's why Sasha couldn't run is because she's starting to get sick. That's fair. She's getting worn out. Right. Like exhaustion is starting to kind of catch up to her. So maybe that's why. But mm, sounds like me. Fair, super fair um cut to them all types of shocked as they sit in a corner somewhere lance cleaning the lens off the lens of blood and then his face um they head back into the hallway started by growls down the hall eventually finding an elevator lance tries for the button even though the place hasn't had power for decades (laughs) good try good try good try Good shot. Sasha demands him to open it. places um, He places the camera down, thinking that if they can get down into the tunnels, they can use it to get to another building. He struggles to get the door open, but it doesn't budge. He instructs her to stay with Matt so she, uh, so he can find another way. He grabs the camera to trek down the halls by himself. Going from room to room and pulling a pipe off the gurney, he notices a, bl- a bloody severed tongue on the ground, then drips a... Bl- uh, then drips of blood fall, fall to the ground, causing him to look up at, at this pale, bleeding entity, screaming and growling at him. Lancer runs down the hallway, screaming immediately. He starts working to get the elevator door open as Sasha asks him what's wrong. He doesn't answer, instructing her to bring the camera, showing her that there's a ladder for her to get down. She wonders about Matt. He explains that he uh, will reach across and she will hand hand him Matt. There's a large growl from down the hall. He commands him to stay back, going into the darkness toward the screaming Why? roar. As Sasha yells for him, he's grabbed by the entity. Sasha runs over to him to help him lock, the, or excuse me, lock the being on the other side of the door. Matt turning the camera on himself before dropping down the elevator shaft.
1: Hmm. So well,
0: this scene, when he
1: went to go pick up the camera and started walking down that hallway to see what the fuck that sound was. And this fucking entity running at him. That got you. This is where I put my hands up. That got you. Because I didn't know that he was going to run into him. Like he full sprints at him. And it's funny I because mean, he just comes out of the shadows and I didn't expect it. So I put my hands up. I'm like, damn it. You sons of bitches. You <laughs> got me. And I started smiling I mean, because I was like, you got me there.
0: You got cool. me too. It got me too. I, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like it definitely got me this time around too because I forgot about that scene. Yeah, I was so hellbent I was so hell on the hands coming out of like the ceiling and shit. Yeah. God, it wasn't good.
1: It, it was fine. It's like okay, I see where your budget is at. It's not the best. Yeah, but, they uh, should but at have the same let time, I was like, all right, that's kind of. It's it's becoming a it's becoming it's, too much
0: at this point.
1: It's aesthetically cool idea is like oh yeah hands coming out of the wall is very scary but the way it looks wasn't so i i get the right. idea behind it it's like that it that would be a terrifying scene to be your like be in. if i saw a bunch more of hands creamy. come out of the hands i mean off out of the walls i'd freak the fuck out it just didn't look good in the
0: movie i agree but this this looked good this looked great for the most part this was great uh, i do want to mention that radio silence does do this hand thing a lot better in their um found footage i guess segment on vhs hmm. which i think is called amateur night but or maybe it's ho- maybe it's a halloween one yeah maybe no not amateur night that's david bruckner's it's i think it's like ten thirty one ninety eight or something like that where it's I, supposed to be on halloween but nice yeah shout out to radio silence by the way oh, um The being just um, disappears as soon as Matt drops... uh, drops to his death lance and sasha head back over over realizing that matt jumped down they head down the ladder lance checking for a pulse she climbs down sobbing as she reaches the floor lance gets the elevator door open revealing the tunnels she doesn't feel um, like she can leave he encourages um he encourages her to get out of there reminding her what kenny said about the buildings connecting needing needing her to do this with him she agrees as they go running down the tunnels hallway the hall is endless knowing that they should have hit a junction by now sasha drops to the ground from a dry cough he checks on her as she vomits blood crying for her mom this broke my fucking heart uh-huh. yeah like when 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 she starts crying literally for her mom uh, i like i was like fuck it's rough seeing her cough up the blood it seems very realistic too yeah this scene's this scene is is wild they continue walking, making it to the static cam. Taking a break, as Sasha rests her head on Lance. He cries that he doesn't know what uh what day it is anymore. Spending all day walking and run in uh in one direction, that didn't get them anywhere. Claiming about uh claiming about his feet and his hunger, complaining about his feet and his hunger. He whispers that uh, she's not going to make it because she can't keep up. A roar rings from down the hall. He calls out. Uh, he calls out to it to see who's there he eventually falls asleep a mist appears over them dissipating and leaving him completely alone he wakes up screaming for sasha leaving his spot to go look for her i fucking hated this too.
1: it's a uh, it's interesting i i hated this. <laughs> uh yeah i, I didn't like the mist at all i mean yeah it's lame like again it's another cool concept it's not though but I don't think this concept's cool I mean, at all. In theory, it's like if someone told you, like if you were reading a book, it's like and the mist came down the tunnels, covering their bodies, leaving him by himself. Well, we've seen it's this spooky. before. It's
0: fucking John Carpenter's The Fog, but Fair like enough. you know, or or Stephen King's The Mist. But at the same time, it's just this. This didn't do it for me. It just looks silly. It, it does. It, it looks like they just which they probably did and no knock on them. Obviously like shit. How many movies did I make? Nothing. So like, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) That's fair. Yeah. yeah. um, But like one thing I would have done differently instead of that, I would have just had her die and had him figure out like, Oh shit. Now Sasha's dead. And him having to help, like have that contemplation. Now, should he eat her to survive? Oh damn. You went dark. Yeah, man. (laughs) I'm not saying, no,
1: I'll, 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 I was thinking about some like sadistic stuff too. I was like, you should have had like an entity that we can't see, literally grab her leg, and you see it get pulled, and then she gets pulled into a door. He opens the door, and she's gone. That would have been that would have worked too. I would have been happy with that too. Yeah, like the door just slams shut. He opens it. It's an Empty room. Yeah, like hell yeah, that's effective. That's like
0: spooky. I mean, I I guess I guess you I guess they kind of did that gag already though with the uh, the bloody tub, right? Right. But at the same time, like yeah. I'm, I still would have loved that. I wouldn't mind that at all. Or just have her get dragged down the hallway fast, and then she's just gone. Dead too. Yeah, yeah. But have her completely still unconscious. Like I, I would have loved her to still continue yeah. to be unconscious. I think that would have been awesome. As he goes down the hall, his flashlight goes out. He sits on a uh, on a corner with on a he sits at a corner with his EVP recorder crying as he asks uh, what it wants. Immediately paying it playing it back and receiving screams of help me and growls he sobs mm-hmm. before the camera um camera cuts in a in- is put back on him, he shares that he's running low on battery power, only turning the light on when he needs to. But he doesn't really need it anymore since he keeps walking straight, laughing that it is kind of like a game, asking how long the audience can go, telling fuck you to whoever is watching this, cuts him waiting for a rat so he can kill it. Well, You know, you know what? <laughs> this is where this movie gets extremely tiring for me. This movie ended like five times right here. Yeah, it, it, it's it just prolonged the ending right for no reason yeah it was like they were really trying to hit that 135 when yeah. this we didn't they need were hitting this. the mark for sure all right Once killed, he savagely eats it, grabbing the camera as he laughs uncontrollably alongside the spirits that inhabit this space. He yells that there's no demons in these walls in there with him, yelling for them to come and get him before the camera glitches off. Lance wakes up, sharing that there's a door in front of him now. He goes to open it, revealing a new space, walking through the room, it being the location where the lobotomies were performed. Medical images of patients that this doctor worked on are all over the room he could he doesn't believe that this is happening thinking he's totally lost his mind at this point he continues around the room laughing and crying as he uh continues making it to the surgical table uh with some interest interest instruments um taking taking one for himself he continues moving in, um and finding a demonic shrine and altar this was also super fucking lame it's fine um no no why did it have to do this part like Like, like, why did it have to be
1: like i mean it was
0: like just keep it as ghosts that this place is haunted it it didn't need the demon stuff that's true yeah yeah it could have been just a haunting for sure it didn't need it it didn't need it like it could have just been a haunted place it it, did it we didn't need this part this just felt like it was going on par of what the times i mean it's it's to 2010s 2007s whatever uh or not 2007 excuse me um but like what we had prior we had a paranormal activity right Right, right, right. and with most of these ghost adventures and ghost haunting shows the whole concept of like oh we're hunting a demon is very very lucrative i guess yeah yeah i I
1: guess demons are supposed to be
0: scarier than ghosts yeah i guess yeah yeah. Uh, there being a book on the shrine that's written in Nordic characters. He he hears an instrument, and um he hears a medical instrument fall off, fall in the dish. He turns around in fear, spotting the doctor and his nurses performing a surgery. Lance calling it impossible. He drops something. The doctor um now in front of him, screaming at him with his mouth wide open as he drops the camera. Um and it's kind of the same gag that we saw with the girl who's standing in the right. corner um he yells that he's not crazy while screaming the camera shutting off the camera once again turns back on my god <laughs> this allows one um all, with lance bleeding from his eyes um his eyes shifting as he mentions that that he's all better now and can finally go home doing one hmm. last sign off for his show then credits grave encounters grave encounters this is a, this is a fun movie this is a very very much a fun movie and when i watch it again absolutely like i would definitely watch this again for sure yes absolutely i would too Uh,
1: this is a movie i would like to show like friends to see how they would react for their first time one of
0: those ones absolutely yeah for sure but i got some movie facts for us here movie facts The show format and lead road draw influence from real life show ghost adventures and the series lead Zach Bagans, who is known for his black muscle shirts and a <laughs> technique of, of trying to invoke ghost presence by cussing in at the supposed specters and inviting attacks.
1: What? He doesn't, no way. He doesn't I did not
0: see the similarities. <laughs> he doesn't do that anymore, though. Uh, the black shirt. The, no, he still does that. He, he very oh, much okay. is into that. That dude pretty much owns Affliction. Um, uh, it was filmed over ten nights and two days. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's the director super, yeah. set out the di- uh, to differentiate Ghosts of, uh, excuse me, Grave Encounters from other iconic found footage films such as Blair Witch Project by being less subtle with the demons. He wanted the demons to be visibly um, run to visibly run at you rather than just move objects and slam doors. Well, Fair he, enough. You achieved did that. Yeah, you yeah, achieved it. In Dr. Arthur Freakin's room, there's a book on a table. The book is just one page of runes that is repeated. The runes in the book are are an old script used by Norse Vikings. Um, The runes can be translated directly into English language, and the words clearly read out a parody of I've Learned, written by an unknown author. The parody reads as follows. Steamy a relationship is at first, the passion fades, and there had better be a lot of money that takes that takes its place i've learned that sometimes the people you expect to kick you and uh when you're down will be the ones who do i've learned that we don't have to ditch friends because their dysfunction they are more fucked up than you think End quote okay interesting yeah uh this is the last one here that we're gonna uh, mention and I was right. The character of Dr. Arthur Freakin um, in the film shares a surname with the director, William Freakin, who directed The Exorcist in 1973. There we go. There we go. I love it. What a fun movie. This is a fun movie. This is yeah. a fun movie. And I want to keep this conversation going with our ghoulish nights over on our Twitter at nightlight underscore pod. Or you can head over to our Discord, which is going to be inside the show notes. It's a lot of fun inside there as well. We've had an absolute blast. But if you also would like to choose our next films as well at the end of the month, you can do so. You can head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Um, That's that with a K. Mm-hmm. And you can learn how. You can learn how. You can go ahead and enter in. And that is every single tier. You have the ability to vote for the film that we are going to watch. And you'll also have access to our monthly uh screenings as well what we'll be actually seeing for the entire month so you'll be ahead of schedule more than everybody else and you can add it to uh things like for example uh your watch 100 horror films in 92 day challenge that's going on right yeah. now. shout out to our very very good friend sarah we love you sarah um for putting that on and doing this again uh this is absolutely great and it just gets better and better each year which is phenomenal so please By all means, if you haven't started, there's still time. You can catch up um, and you can watch a shit ton of horror films with a lot of fun people. And Sarah throws on some really great events as well during this time. So please, by all means, go ahead and make sure you're following Sarah. Let me get her Twitter up really quick. This was an impromptu plug. I think it's uh, at Spooky Sarah. Is that it? I'll find out. My, I'm not signed in on my Twitter right now. So if you, if you don't mind getting that, we'll put her in the show notes as well. We'll put her, her whole thing in the show notes as well. Yes. Um, so it's at Spooky Sarah Says. That's
1: at S-P-O-O-K-Y-S-A-R-A-H-S-A-Y-S.
0: Thank you so much for that, Freddie. So by all means, follow Sarah. So you can stay up to date on those as well because Sarah has been also killing it with the films she's been watching as well. But next month, however, we are going to be covering low-scored horror films called 50 Below. Huh. Super excited about this. Starting with House on Haunted Hill, 1999. So very fucking excited about this. Holy shit. Hell yeah. You don't even know. But this was Nightlight, a Nightlight Horror Movie Podcast. I was one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Knights. Alongside me, we had Freddy. Always keeping it spoopy. Always and forever. With your help, we need we can reach more ghoulish nights with your recommendation to someone who would actually enjoy the show. If your podcast app allows you to rate our show, consider giving us a five-star rating, as it does honestly help us out a ton. For extra horror-related content, head over to patreon.com slash nightlightpod. That's not with a what? And remember, everybody, don't forget your nightlight.
1: Every town has its dark history. Hometown Ghost Stories is a paranormal podcast that goes town to town all across the globe, exploring the world's most haunted places, tapping into the dusty archives and the darkest corners to bring you the most terrifying stories of real people and their harrowing experiences. Hometown Ghost Stories dives into the history of haunted locations and investigates why and how these places earned their terrifying reputation. Rob, Dave, and Jesse go live every Tuesday night after an uninterrupted documentary-style breakdown on the case, followed by an open discussion with live viewers. Subscribe today to listen to Hometown Ghost Stories on your preferred podcast platform or watch the video version on YouTube and now Spotify. Head on over to the Bloody FM Podcast Network and check out hometown ghost stories if you're brave enough. ¶¶